Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and alongside here, of course, each and every week is LPJ uh, professional Cindy Miller. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. And how are you this morning up in Buffalo? I'm good. We've got a winter storm watch. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a watch, then an advisory, then a warning, then shovel. <laughs> and shovels it. Exactly. So, uh Alan, Alan better get himself ready because it's coming. Um, w- let me just let me just very quickly. We got a great we got a great show for you tonight, uh, today this morning. And um, just to remind everybody, of course, Cindy and I are the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. We're very pleased that you're joining us here this morning on uh, February 9th. And let me just very quickly, Cindy, before we get into things, uh, just remind everybody. Of course, we are on BlogTalkRadio.com. Uh, best way to find us is go to BlogTalkRadio.com. Up in the search key, type Women of Golf. And that will take you to the uh, home page, if you will, and you can listen to the show from there. And you can listen to it on a variety of different mediums, uh, whether you're on uh, your iPhone, whether you're on an iPad, or even just sitting at home or work uh, on your computer. So lots of great ways to tune into the program. If you can't join us live between 9 and 10 Eastern, uh, a.m. Eastern time, you're welcome to visit the link, blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf. And you can check out in the on-demand section all the previously aired shows, including uh, this morning's show uh, a little bit later. Uh, you can also go to uh, iTunes.com, and under the podcast section, you can type in Women of Golf, and you can also listen through uh, iTunes.com for those of you that uh, that do that. So we thank you very much uh, for joining us each and every week, and we appreciate all of the, uh, the continued support. Uh, also, if you want to speak to Cindy and I, we encourage you. We would love to have you call in. Uh, go to, uh, excuse me, call uh, area code 347-945-5855. Again, that number is 347-945-5855. And we, particularly during this uh, next uh, weeks uh, coming up, we've got a great uh, series that Cindy has brought back, uh, the Own Your Game series, which is from her Own Your Game Academy at uh, cindymillergolf.com. And uh, this morning we're going to be talking about Define Your Game and, and joining us. Uh, this morning here, just a few moments for the discussion, is going to be a young lady that was on with us, I believe, May of last year. Uh, her name is Alejandra uh, Lanisa, and she was the winner of the Symmetra Tour Self-Regional Healthcare Foundation Women's Health Classic uh, last year, and we had her on to talk a little bit about her win and a little bit about life on, on the Symmetra Tour. So she's going to be joining us, and then a little bit later on uh, in the broadcast, uh, a young lady that I've had on uh, the other show, Golf Talk Live, Valerie Moore. She's an LPGA and PGA Class A member and also the owner of Moore Mobile Golf. And we'll talk a little bit about that when she joins us. But uh, very excited to, to have this series. We talked about it here for several weeks now. 
And uh, today is going to be the first uh, of that series. Cindy, let's just talk a little bit about what you've got planned for today and, uh, and roughly how many components are going to be in the, uh, in the series. Well, we've got 10 to 12 components. And my passion, I guess you would say, is to be um, very transparent and honest and reveal truth for those who choose to create solutions with their golf game. Um, the ball goes where the face points, right. and the only one holding the club is you. So in my personal journey of trying to learn to own my game, I have had the courage, if you will, and the wherewithal to really look in the mirror to find out what is wrong with Cindy and how good can she be. Right. And that being said, the announcement this week that there will be a U.S. Women's Senior Open in July of 2018 at Chicago Golf Club, I am choosing to look in the mirror and say, okay, the first initial response might be, wow, you're really going to be old. I'm going to be 62. <laughs> but, but you know, those who you have to be at least 50 to play, yeah. and I don't know what the guidelines will be to become exempt or to qualify, <clears throat> but I was down in the basement working out this morning because I've got a new goal and a mission and a vision. So the the parts to this program are, okay, so define your game. Yeah. Why are you here? What are you looking for? Where are you now? How did you get here? Where do you want to go? And those right. are the questions we're going to ask Alejandra uh, because this is her, might be her first, maybe her second full season on the LPGA Tour as an exempt player. Last year she had partial status. Uh, she played on the Symmetra Tour and became exempt this year yeah. um, through very good play. So we have to say to her, you know, how do you measure up? She made the cut last week. I did not look to see if she made the cut in the Bahamas, but she's a very good player, and she's, in my opinion, has all the makings to be a superstar. So we're going to ask her those questions. Next session will be pregame. You know, who are you? What's your behavior style? Alejandra's very shy and quiet. Yeah. Um, she's diligent. She's a little bit of a perfectionist. She's not a party animal. You can tell by the soft-spoken nature. But some people are louder, you know, like Suzanne Pedersen or Tiger Woods, a little more competitive. Um, The next part will be the game plan. The next part is the physical game, the mental game, the emotional game, mind games. Who's going to play mind games with you and how how well can you handle those mind games? And then play your game and then the post game. So those are the sessions we're going to discuss. Yeah, and that and that's a great uh, you know some great components to this series, and, and I like that because a lot of people you know Cindy, you and I know this from from playing golf and from being around the, the industry for a long time, that most people, especially a lot of the high handicappers out there, and this is really who this is for. I mean, the professionals uh, have played long enough; they've been in 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 around the sport long enough to understand what they need to focus and what they need to work on, and they certainly are very diligent on their physical game. Um, but there's other components, and we're going to talk about that through, as we go throughout the series. Um, but the biggest mistake that I think that a lot of amateur uh, and high handicap players do is they 
solely focus on the physical side of their game. And I'm not talking about working out and that sort of thing. I'm talking about, you know, spending too much time on the range and not enough time out in the golf course. Would you agree with that, do you think? Yes. Yeah. And, well, and, I think it's I think it's not enough time on the golf course and I think it's not enough time of knowing what they're doing. Right. Um right. We're doing the Own Your Game Academy a four month program in Buffalo for the winter and a couple of our students say, you know, I can make three or four pars in a row and then I hit one out of bounds. Well, the first question is why? Yeah. Why did that happen? And and for those who really have the courage to look in the mirror, we can answer those questions of why. And and would you want to know why and do you want to fix it? Because sometimes we don't want to see what we don't want to see, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and and that's true. And and you know you have to have you have to have an overall game plan. It's not just about what shots you want to hit throughout the round and and positioning yourself. I mean, those are there are certainly key things, but you have to understand from the mental side of the game um how to prepare yourself. And you know, as you put earlier, um you know, Cindy in in preparation for uh a, you know, a couple of years down the road for the US Senior Women's Open, I mean, if you want to be an active participant and and really go out and give it your best, you know, you've got to take a look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what do I need to do to get myself ready? What am I going to need to do uh, to make sure that I have an opportunity to even play uh, in the U.S. Senior Women's Open? So there's a lot of factors that go involved in, in being golf ready, and it's not just about going out and hitting a bucket of balls at the driving range. And we're going to cover a lot of that in your series. And we're just waiting uh, for Alejandra to to join us here in just a moment or two, and then we're going to begin that. But um, now, just very quickly, while we wait for her, Cindy, I know that uh, your boot camp. Uh, are filled up, but uh, just remind everybody again uh, when they are coming up, and uh, and you're probably going to be having some more, correct? Yes. So next week, uh, Orange County National, there is one spot open if anybody really feels like they okay. need to come. Uh, somebody backed out, so we've got one spot open at Orange County National February 14th through the 18th, and mm-hmm. then again April 6th to the 10th, that one is booked. But I must tell you that we're going to do the Own Your Game Academy online webinar series starting Monday night, April 4th. It's going to run for Monday night. You can listen live and participate or play it back as many times as you choose. Um, Four Monday nights, April 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And included in this series are three online assessments, um, the How Do You Learn Audiovisual Kinesthetic, Your Learning Style Assessment, Your Behavior Style, which is what we're going to discuss next week uh, uh, when we discuss the pregame, Who Am I, How Do I Learn, How Do I Make Judgments, and the Mental Golf Profile by Golf Psych. So three online assessments, four one-hour classes, and the price is 249 Perfect. Very good. We'll give that information again before we uh, we sign off today. Um, I see that she's uh, ready to join us here. Um, so let me just read uh, just out a little bit to just remind everybody uh, of our very special guest this morning that's joining us for the Own Your Game series. That's Alejandra Lanisa, and she was the winner of the Symmetra Tour Self-Regional Healthcare Foundation Women's uh, Health Classic uh, in 2015. She was a five-time Mexican uh, junior national champion and was a member of the 2008 Mexican national team at the World Amateur Golf Team Championships. 
She played golf at the University of Arizona, was named a 2008 uh, Pacific 10 Conference Honorable Mention. Uh, she won the 2011 Cactus Tour event at Wigwam and was a member of the Symmetra Tour in 2012. She graduated from uh, Arizona, University of Arizona in 2007. Uh, she was a five-time state champion in Mexico City and a five-time national champion and picked up a first-place finish at the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Uh, she's played, uh, obviously, golf for a long, long time, and uh, she played in six uh, LPGA tournaments in Mexico. Uh, please welcome Alejandra Lanisa. Good morning. How are you guys? We're very well. How are you? Thank Good. You for joining. Thank you for having me. We're we're glad that you could join us back, and and Alejandra, thank you very much for joining us. And Cindy, uh, let's let's start with the series. I'm going to turn this over to you and and let you uh, uh, begin the own your series, uh, define your game. Where are you right now? I'm in Dallas. Um, You're in Dallas. That's where yeah, my, this week. my base is. Marvelous, marvelous. So we've we've just started this week the Own Your Game Academy series, which is going to be, we haven't decided whether it's 10 or 12 weeks. And my passion in life is to help people become as good as they possibly can. And when we start this series, the first part of it is to define your game. So we'd like to use you kind of as our tour player guinea pig, if you will, and we want to know, what do you love about playing golf? Uh, well, the the main thing I love and since I was little, it's the fact that you can always get better at something. Um, so with golf, is you always have a challenge and you always have an area where you can be better than you were in last round. So um, that's what I what keeps me going and. It's you never get to a point where you say, "Oh, I got it." I'm even when you're, if you're number one in the world, you you have something to that you can improve. So I think that keeps it fun. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I teach a lot of kids, and I tell them that when I do events on the LPGA tour, the PGA tour, or the Symmetra tour, that one of the first questions that I ask the players is what are you working on so i would like to ask you that what are you working on right now um well different things um but on on my swing i've been working actually i did i started this with you back in rochester where we did the body track yes and so um that's been i've been working on that uh keeping my weight more even throughout my swing because I have a tendency to go on my toes a little bit. Um, and then um, just in my short game, uh, just kind of keeping my arms a little bit closer to my body to keep keep everything more um, more compact. But but Perfect. also uh, like on the golf course, I like the mental approach. I think it's very important too. So. It's. Uh, I do a lot of breathing exercises and started doing some meditation to to get ready for the tournament. Perfect. Let me ask you a question. I was just at the PGA show, and four or five years ago, there was a booth there with a device called the Focus Band, and I was so interested in it because you know I was trying to fix me so I could play better on the Legends Tour. And I'm always looking for ways to help me focus and concentrate and not be as crazy as I 
typically am. And <laughs> this year, the focus band has now, it, it was like $3,500, and I was like, eh, I just, I can't shell out that much money to help me. Um, not that I'm not worth it. I just didn't have it in the budget. But now the focus band, you can purchase it for like $600, and you can use it with its app, or you can use it with the flight scope. So I purchased it, and, of course, you met Alan, my husband, as well, when we were at the Symmetra Tour event in Rochester. But he, we hooked it up yesterday, and I must tell you, it's awesome. It is really awesome. And, and Jason Day has been working with it. My question is, have you heard of it? Are you using it? Do you know anything uh, about it? No, I, I haven't. Uh, what is it? Well, what it does is it tries to get you... Um, they call it mushin, and they say that mushin is a Japanese term for brain dead, basically, right brain, and it measures, it's a headband, and there's a, um, there's a, a program, an app that you download on your iPhone or your iPad, so I was using it last night while I was on the treadmill, and you put this headband on, and it helps you get to motion, which is right brain ready to swing. And it measures the amount of brain activity and eye movement. So okay. at first, the lower your number, the worse, you know, you've got distractions and mental thoughts and stuff going on. And I started at 25, and I practiced last night, and I got to quiet eye like five times, and I got my score up to 98, which is kind of where you need to be to be relaxed, to be able to visualize the shot, to be able to pull it off. So when oh, we get okay. done, I'll send you the uh, YouTube link for the webinar series that I watched. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this thing is awesome. And you could sit there and practice with it on a plane. You know, right. you mm. can also use it while you're playing golf to see – you know, needless to say, when you're sitting down, it's going to be a better rating than when you're standing up over a putt. But you can practice while you're playing golf to see how your internal dialogue is screwing you up and the chatter in your mind is interfering with being able to pull a shot off. So I just, I really, I'm so visual that it was great. And the other piece of equipment is Opti, Opti Brain which Debbie Cruz, who's near, you know, Arizona, she's at Phoenix at Arizona State, um, she, I bought that thing too, again, for the brain thing, to try to get your brain to balance. Uh, and needless to say, my brain was a little more wired than Alan's, but it was balanced. So it was balanced at a crazy level, and Alan's balanced at a more even level. But the okay. focus band, just it really seemed a little easier for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds very interesting, and I mean that's basically the the goal, like with what I've been working on, so that you can be quiet enough in your mind that you can just let your body use the training that you've been teaching it, so you can do the shot that you want to do. That's exactly what we want. Alejandro, let me just ask you very. Let me just interject here real quick on that on that note. Um, what are some things that you do to to try to help quiet your mind down when you're playing, especially when you're over a shot, because there are a lot of things that can creep in, um, as most players that have played on the tour know that. Um, what do you do to sort of quiet your mind down in preparation for uh, for that shot? 
Um, well, I do a couple of things. Uh, one is uh, well, when I'm walking down the fair, fairway, if I, if I notice that I'm having a lot of thoughts, uh, then I just focus on my breathing and then mostly on on feeling feeling things like the temperature or feeling the air going in and out when you're breathing and so things that make you be more in the in a physical or present state and uh, and I also took uh the so there's a sponsor in Mexico actually a nonprofit that has helped all of us professionals and they they raise money and they help us pay for our entry fees and and hotels and they also took all of us to a vision 54 uh, like camp for three days we've done that over two years and over there they were teaching us how to be present through our senses so they they tell you to to pick a play box which is uh, focus for for those I don't know five seconds that you're over the ball. So when I when I stand behind the ball, I choose something very clear, whether it's to keep my tempo even throughout the swing or to keep my grip pressure the same, uh, because sometimes it can it can vary. So when you're focusing on something that you actually have to do and put your mind to, then you don't have all the noise that you can have uh, when you're hitting the shot. Very good. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Cindy, go ahead. Lynn, it's here. Awesome. Did you really find that camp valuable? I've been to it a couple times. Yes, I, I loved it. And I I took uh, so many useful things from it. And uh, the last time I did it, I think, was last March. But, I mean, I still I do so many things that, that we've learned there because we have done we have gone two or three times. Time, there's something new that we learn, and and also um, learning. We learned about adrenaline, and that this is one of the main things: is to to control like your your level. So you just have to be aware if you're in a high adrenaline level. Uh, then they, we learn to if you do a longer exhale, then it goes down, or if you're feeling too relaxed, then you do a shorter exhale when you're breathing and then you can get it back up so learning that you can control that uh, is very cool Hmm. very good Um, Cindy how often do you practice golf (laughs) Uh, six six days a week six days a week and when you practice about how long is your practice session um well it it varies like if i'm if I have two weeks at home, then maybe I'll have like six six to seven hours of practice um if i'm per day yes <laughs> wow well, between play between playing and oh uh well, I guess that's it playing. Putting short game. So you have this week off, right? Yes, but but when oh. I'm if I'm in between tournaments, then that's like preseason. Um, but if I'm in between tournaments, then usually I take two days off of the week, and then I'll do like five hours of practice. 
Wow. So let's say you take uh, Monday and Tuesday off. Mm-hmm. And then starting tomorrow, how many hours will you practice tomorrow through, say, Saturday? Uh, let's see. Let's, well, I'm leaving on Thursday, so this week's kind of different. But it's, I mean, 15 or 20. I'm, I I take lessons, so it depends on how long the lesson takes, too. And I, okay. I mean, I put that in in those hours. Mm. Wow. wow, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot of practice time. But you know, you, now, you have to play it. Yeah. I just want to ask you when you practice. So let's say you don't have a lesson tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you're going to practice. Will you go out and play a few holes after you practice hitting balls and? working on your short game, or do you just do range and chipping and putting? Oh, no, I do playing a lot. And and that's why also it goes it so much time, because I, for me, I like to play, uh, go on the golf course a lot more than being on the range. So I'll be on the range for like an hour and then go play uh, nine holes and then, come back and, and do short game and if I found something on the course that maybe I want to work a little bit on the range I'll go back to the range when you play do you do you hit a couple balls um yes I I do uh depends on my on what I choose what I found is that if I don't have a a very clear focus before I go play when I'm practicing and it's it can get overwhelming. So um if I'm working on something in my swing but I want to see it on the golf course then I'll take a few balls and then I and I don't worry about score. Um or if I'm working on short game then I'll drop uh two or three balls around the green and try to get them all up and down and so it it just depends on what I'm working on in that time. Now as far as physical what do you do working out on you? Um, I have a trainer here in Dallas, and he works with a lot of tour players. So, I when I'm in Dallas, I see them. I see him every day, and and then we have a program on the road that I do with uh, with stretch bands, and it's been very very helpful. For, uh, especially for stability and and just feeling like I have better awareness of my body and, and what I want to do with my swing. That's awesome. I don't think people realize the commitment and dedication and the awareness that you are your only inventory, and if you don't take care of you, you won't be able to perform at your best. Yes, exactly. It's uh, it's funny you say that because when I was back home, I was I went on a vacation with my family and it was we went to Cancun. So, you know, you think like, okay, you're going to relax. But at this point, I'm starting to get ready for the season. So, I would go practice in the mornings and then um, relax in the afternoon, and then at, at night I would do the the workout and. My cousin was, uh, I w- it was like 
seven o'clock and I'm leaving to go work out and she just looks at me and she's like, How I don't know how you do it. How are you so disciplined? And and I told her, I was like, Well, it's basically it's my job <laughs> and it's it's what I need what I know that I need to do to be ready. So it's like you're you're the only one that's keeping yourself accountable but um but you have to use every every tool you can to make sure that you're at your best level. Can I ask you what your goals are for this year? Um, well, results-wise, uh, I would like to to go to the tournament in Asia at the end of the year. So that would mean I'd have to be between top 60 and or top 70 uh, on okay. the money list. How about the Olympics? Yes, the Olympics is definitely there. Um, there's right now I I'm in the field uh, with another girl from Mexico that's also on the LPGA, so so that's a big goal. And mm-hmm. and yeah, and having a having a medal there would be yeah, that would be great. Our, my daughter's going to be the uh, Jimmy Roberts producer at in Rio, so I'm going to have her come and introduce herself to you. That's going to be oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah, me I'm really um, looking forward to that. Let me just add, go back just real quick. I want to ask Alejandra a quick question. You know, you, you talked about earlier on about your your um, practice regime and uh, on a, on a regular practice day it could be as much as seven hours. Does that include your workout time as well, or is your workout on top of the seven hours of practice? Um, that includes the the workout. Oh, okay. But well. The thing is, so it depends on the day, but when I was 16 years old um, and Lorena Ochoa was number one in the world, she actually invited me to practice with her in Guadalajara uh, during her preseason. So so I got to see how the number one player in the world was training, and, and mm-hmm. I was there for a, a full week. And so I kind of took some... A lot of the things that she did in her practice from from that week, and and that's about how long how long it, it would take us. And I mean, once if you're if you have a, a purpose and you're entertained, really, it goes by pretty fast. Hmm. You got to be driven. Let me ask you a question. I I know that Under Armour Mexico is one of your sponsors. Mm-hmm. And they do an awful lot of stuff for kids. Do you do anything with Under Armour children in in uh, Mexico? Um, no, I haven't. I I would like to, but uh, I haven't so far. That would yeah, something that would be fun. Yeah, it, it would be. Um, well, they're still kind of working on their women's golf line. So, uh, but yeah, I. I'm hoping that I can do something like that because it's in Mexico the brand is growing so much. That's great. Yeah, they do need to work on the women's golf line a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Their yeah. shirts are great, and the kids. I all almost every kid that I teach wears Under Armour shirts, but the skirts and stuff, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean they're getting there, but uh, and it's I've been with them for since I turned pro, and I just I really like the brand and and the quality, so that's that's why I've stayed with them. What clubs do you use? Um, I have um, 
stylist, irons, wedges, and Scotty Cameron Potter. And I have a Callaway uh, three-wood and a tailor-made driver. And what shafts are in your Titleist irons? The, um, I forgot the name. There's Pig Silos, I think. I don't remember, but it's it's a regular, it's a uh, steel shaft, but it's like the lightest, the lightest one you can get, and it's a regular Is shaft. it a Nippon 750? It's similar to that one, but I think it's even lighter than that. Holy cow. Yeah. That's cool. And are they um, men's standard length, or are they a little shorter? They're half an inch shorter. And how tall are you? I'm 5'2". Okay. So a good day. Men's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you pound it. You pound it. Um... So they're men's standard, just a half inch short. So they're really a half inch longer than ladies. Um, pr- yeah, probably. And and you have the no driver idea. I have. <laughs> so I, have, I, my clubs, I just hit them. If I hit them well, I put them in the bag, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> no, I know that's the way everybody is. It's like, yeah, whatever. This one works. I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> what about your driver? So my driver is. Uh, men's standard length. All right. Graphite shaft? Yeah, yeah. That one's graphite. Um, Is it stiff or regular? Oh, it's regular. Yeah. Okay. Regular and 10.5 degrees. All right. Cool. Cool. Let uh, Let me just ask one more question, then you can have her. What would you tell a young girl who has aspirations of playing on the LPGA Tour with all uh, that you've would, been through and all you've learned? Because you graduated from college nine years ago. Uh, yeah, well, I graduated in 11, so seven years oh, ago. I thought it was, oh, I thought it was seven. Sorry, five years ago. Oh, no, that's okay, seven. Um, I would tell her to... Just make sure she has fun, um, practice a lot. But I think the main thing is to to not not worry about the the comparing herself to all the girls around her because that's very easy to do every time you get to a higher level. Um, you think, oh, okay, the, everyone that's here is here because they are better than me or they. You know, because everyone, they're all great players, but if you, I, I would tell them if you're there, it's because of your hard work and because you you have the ability to take yourself there. So I would tell her to to have fun and stick to what she knows works, and everybody has their own formula. So it's great to take and learn from from players that are older than you or that have done better in the past, but I think it's very important to keep to your own strength. Let me ask you one more thing about the committee of they, because I'm sure that people come up to you and want to give you their advice. How important is it for you to trust yourself and know that you are on your own path and your formula is just for you and to be aware of who is safe and who 
is not. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's everything. You you just have to, because it's like with a shot. The moment that you doubt something, then you're more than likely not going to hit it well. So it's it's the same thing with that. You You have to be positive that you like the team that you surrounded yourself with. And if someone gives you advice, I mean, you, first you, you kind of have to feel if it, goes along with with what makes sense to you and then you decide if if it if it can help you or if it doesn't go along with what you've been working on then you just say thank you and move on perfect yeah i think that that's a great point uh alejandra because i you know somebody that plays at your level is certainly going to attract uh, a lot of people that want to in- inject their, you know, we see this all the time, uh, you know, on golf programs, whether it be on the Golf Channel or otherwise, and there'll be a lot of commentary about this person's swing and what they should and should not be doing. And that's great for commentary, but I'm sure uh, as a tour player, you get a lot of people, as Cindy said, that come up to you and want to sort of say, well, maybe if you did this and or maybe if you did that. And so you have to learn to sort of um, take the information, uh, you know, to a Point and and you know appreciate somebody's uh, comments, but at the same time you have to have a certain filter to be able to not let uh, some of these comments creep in. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, totally. I I think you you, you just have to be clear on on what it is that you're working on, and then as soon as they give you that advice, then you kind of run it through that whole system that you have and then if it fits somewhere then you can try it out um, sure and if it if it's something that doesn't feel like it's part of your of your program then then you discard it very good um the the question i was going to ask you before um what was actually really a very simple one when you were talking about your driver uh, it was interesting that you said that you have a, a ten and a half degree loft uh, lofted driver and uh, what what kind of caught my my interest there is I think a lot of um, amateur golfers out there tend to use drivers with not enough loft on that and have very difficult time getting the ball uh, airborne. Obviously, the tour players know that uh, you know you have to play with what, and, and certainly there are some tour players that use maybe a lower loft. But are you finding more of the tour tour players out there are using a little higher lofted than maybe what they used to just to get some some additional benefit? Yeah, yeah, I've seen, uh, I mean, I don't think I've seen a driver lower than uh, nine and a half. I mean, there might be a few, but right. mostly everyone's using, or maybe nine, um, like nine and a half, ten degree drivers. I've seen players that have eleven and a half drivers, and it's, I, that's, and I, growing up, that that was the misconception I had about the loft and I thought okay lower loft is going to make my ball run more on the fairway but as soon as I went to higher loft I I could carry the ball a lot further and and then the shaft is very important too um, also but but I think higher loft can help you more because if you have more carry um, yeah it's if you had to choose between more roll or more carry you always choose more carry sure that that makes a lot of sense um Alejandra, what's uh, what's next for you? What's coming up here in the next uh, in a few weeks ahead? Uh, well, Thursday night I'm flying to Australia for 
the Australian Open uh, with the LPGA. And then I have three weeks off um, since I'm not getting into the... There's a Thailand-Singapore event after Australia, uh, but those are based off last year's money list. Um, so I'll have three weeks off, and then we go to Phoenix, uh, Carlsbad, and A&A in Palm Springs. Great. Well, so, yeah, uh, we, we certainly want to wish you um, the very best um, for the 2016 season. We know you got uh, uh, a good jump on it already, and it sounds like you've got a great workout and a great practice routine already, and, and that's something that I think the listeners should take note of, that if you want to play at a higher level, um, you're going to have to put some work into it, correct? Yes, yes. And, and the other thing I learned with my workouts is they don't need to be super long workouts. Like a lot of times in, in your mind, you're like, oh, I have to go work out. It's going to take me an hour and a half. And all the cardio, and for me, I do 10 minutes. When I do cardio, I do 10 minutes, and people are like, is that it? And, and yeah, like now, if you do a high-intensity, like, interval, then it's just as useful than if you sit, or more useful than if you sit there for 30 minutes at an even pace. Um, so... So what I found also working out on the road is I can do a 30-minute workout and and get everything done. So so it doesn't have you you can always find like a, a a program and if it's if you have a hard time keeping up with it if you keep it shorter then you'll more likely do it more times a week than if you think it's going to take you a long time. Right. Yeah, it's it's more of a, uh, an encouragement if it's a shorter routine. If you have too long of a routine, a lot of people get discouraged and, and end up stopping early anyway. So that that's great advice. Thank you for that. Um, Alejandro, yeah. we want to we, we wanna thank you for joining us this morning, and and uh, we appreciate your thoughts and input. And, and again, we, uh, Cindy and I want to wish you all the success for t- uh, 2016, and we hope that you'll come back and join us on the program again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. You're Thank very you welcome. Thank you so much, honey. Good luck. Trust what you're doing because you're going to be a superstar. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. It. Thanks, Alejandra. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Alejandra Lanisa, uh, LPGA Tour player and uh, winner of the Symmetra Tours Self-Regional Healthcare Foundation Women's Health Classic uh, in 2015. What a great uh, great young lady, uh, Cindy, and, and uh, it was a pleasure having her on the show. Um, I see our next guest, um, Valerie Moore, who is an LPGA and PGA Class A member. Uh, she's also uh, the owner of Moore Mobile Golf, which we'll talk more about here. And it's uh, a new mobile academy which brings golf to you, of course, the, uh, the amateurs out there that want to improve their game. It's, uh, it's her new and exciting business, which will attract many new golfers to the game through, uh, uh, through the community, neighborhood, school, and corporate environment in new and innovative ways. Uh, she worked uh, for uh, golf professional services at Park Ridge uh, Golf Course and John Prince uh, Golf Learning Center from 2007-2015, serving as a teaching uh, golf professional, uh, LPGA Girls uh, Golf Coordinator and Junior Golf Coordinator as well, and Director of Instruction. So let's, uh, let's bring her on and uh, welcome her to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. Hi, Ted. How are you? I'm doing well. Valerie, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. We're we're honored and and uh, glad that you could join us this morning. We appreciate 
uh, you taking time out of your schedule to do that. Um, Sydney, I'm just going to start off real quick and, and just to uh, start out with the question here, Valerie, because you've, you've obviously been around uh, as we have been around the game for quite a while. What are, are some of the things that you've learned from some of your fellow PGA and LPGA professionals uh, that have ha- impacted your uh, career, if you will, over the last 25 years? What advice and then what advice would you have for some younger professionals out there just starting out? So the big thing is, is I feel, is to be a constant learner. Uh, I, I always call myself a sponge. And I have no problem admitting that I don't know something. And if I see someone doing something that I think is either outside the box or innovative, I want to know what they're doing uh, to attract uh, more people to the game. I just love learning new things. I think that I picked up something from just about everyone um, going along the way. And I think that's, that's the big thing, whether you're – you know, whether you're a player like Alejandra or you're a, a teacher, I think just learning from any person you come in contact with, I think it's always an opportunity. And it may be one instance, it may be several instances, but I just think that that's a big thing is, is just trying to, you know, see who's who's having success at, at driving people to the game. How are they doing it? Um, you know, what are they what are they uh basically getting across to the to the people they come in contact with. So I think the biggest thing is just being a sponge. Yeah, and and, and you're right. And Alejandra um, said it very interestingly uh, in her some of her comments. She mentioned about following for a week uh, uh, the number one golfer at the time, Lorena Ochoa, and just sort of b- being that sponge, if you will, uh, and following her around and, and getting an idea of what routines that she did and, and how she sort of – and that's why she got to number one, of course – and Alejandra has has adapted some of those same principles in her day to day, you know, workout and and, um, and and golf routine. So that's obviously yeah, certainly very important. Was there anything specific, um, Valerie, that that you learned from any any pros that that you can uh, share with us? You know, I I did uh, probably. I would say even this happened just about three years ago or so. Dana Rader. You know, I heard her speak for the first time at an LPGA seminar uh, at the PGA show. And, you know, you, you look back on moments that are just light bulb moments where your life just takes a turn. And for me, that was the moment. Uh, I remember Dana speaking about getting uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, you won't grow. So if you get uncomfortable, you're going to start growing and just taking off in whatever your passion happens to be. And I remember just loving every part about golf, every every uh, area of the game, but as far as the instruction side, the teaching and club professional division, but I still hadn't quite found my vision. And so Dana Rader really painted a vision for me uh, during that seminar, and, and her, her main message was to be you, you know, be yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and to, to make mistakes and, you know, do what you're made to do, do, be who you were made to be. And that has just been just a huge, huge impact on me. Yeah, and and you're right. You know, you, you I think that you, ha- whether you're a, a tour player or whether you're a teaching professional, I think you have to sort of, as you go along, you have to continue continually reinvent yourself. Um, and that doesn't right. mean that you, you can't sort of stick to some things that, that you're comfortable with and you're good at if you're... Sure. Um, but at the same time, you have to be willing to grow 
uh, as a teacher. And, and Alejandra made a, an interesting point. Cindy, I know you've said this many times as well. Um, you know, you're never really truly going to become a master of this game. You may master certain aspects of it and become very good at it, but there, it's always a continual learning journey. And Cindy, you know, you've, you've said this many, many times on the show before, that you're continually learning something new and it helps define who you are and helps define your game. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, what, what Valerie said is a lifelong learner. What, have I, what am I missing? And it's funny how Alejandra was saying, you know, she spent a week with Lorena mm-hmm. and then she was smart enough and had the wisdom because the girl is only five foot two on a good day and she's yeah. on the LPGA tour. And, you know, playing against people that are six feet tall, that fly it <laughs> to 70, you know, it's really hard not to compare yourself and, and to doubt your ability. Uh-huh. And that's what, to me, is so awesome, is be you, authentic to who you are. Right. Anyway, it, it, you, you just have to do that. Yeah, you're, you're so right. That, that's so true. Um, I mean, even... My college coach at Ohio State, Therese Hessian, who actually played the LPGA Tour for, I think, 11 years, never lost her card uh, in that time frame. You know, biggest thing I, I picked up from her is is just be you authentically, like Cindy just said. Just She cared about us as a person before we, you know, before as an athlete. You know, right. She, just, she was way ahead of the curve, I believe, back in the 90s. I mean, she... She's just the total coach, and uh, as you can see, she's built quite a program. Um, you know, she's still there. She's amazing, and, and I was fortunate enough to just play in their alumni match where, where they pair up alumni with uh, with uh, the current team, and so that was pretty. That was a pretty neat experience to walk up to the tee and have Meg Mallon standing there, and I looked at her like, I think there's something wrong here. I, I shouldn't be <laughs> being off. She should be playing for me. So it was pretty pretty surreal to to be able to do that but yeah Therese she just cared about the total person and I just have really infused that into my teaching and coaching with whether it be kids or adults yeah and and I think you have to be in in any business particularly if you want to be successful you have to be a very good listener you have to listen to Uh your students and and understand what it is that they want I think um, one of the problems, and, and again, this is not just defined to the, in the golf industry. I think it's everywhere. I think one of the, the okay. issues that a lot of people have is that um, they want to sort of impose their views sometimes too much and not really, uh, it may not necessarily be the, in the best interest of the students. So we have to be careful that make sure that we listen All first right. and really understand what their you know their needs are. Um, let's talk about the Moore Mobile Golf. Uh, tell us about that. It sounds very exciting and, and shares a little bit about the backstory and, and how you've managed to manifest that into reality. Sure, sure. So um, I would tell you that <laughs> you probably wouldn't believe this, but I've been in the industry about 25 years, and uh, not too long ago, actually, I actually got out of golf for two months, and that was an interesting experience. I took an outside sales position, and that didn't last very long because I knew that <laughs> you know I'm a teacher and a coach by nature. And uh, I, it, it came, it kind of came all together. Uh, this was my Christmas present. I woke up Christmas Eve morning, and my vision was about as clear as it's ever been because my entire career I've always just thought outside the box and always just wanted to do something different and run my own thing and uh, just tor- try to incorporate all the things I'd been learning from all the various people. And so my vision became to 
take off to the community. Uh, not that that's not happening, but I right. see it in a bigger sense. Um, I was finding in the last 10 years I was doing so so much promotional stuff in the community, which I loved, uh, but, you know, just just uh, doing a lot more of that than, than being at the facility and doing, you know, the, the, the private lessons or the group instruction, you know, waiting for people to sign up. I mean, the industry's changed a lot. I think that if you're not yep. being creative and thinking outside the box, it, it, you're missing the boat. So, so basically, it came a, it came about because I thought, you know what, I could I could take away one extra step. I've always taught away from the ball anyway. I believe there's a lot of learning that can go on away from the golf course. Why not take it to the community, targeting women and kids in particular, create a fun, you know, social experience, non-threatening, give them some confidence to then want to go to the golf course. So obviously the goal is to get them to the golf course. But maybe just eliminate that one step. So, you know, taking this to uh, executive women into corporate America, taking this to moms in the neighborhood, uh, mm. kids in the schools. I, I envision this in, you know, taking it to a park, taking it to a Fourth of July picnic, birthday parties. I mean, there's just so much that, that I'm, I mean, I can't stop working on this. I'm so excited. I'm about jumping out of my chair talking about it. But. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the, the thing is, and you're right, the, the, the industry is changing. Um, what a lot of people would define as traditional lessons, um, even that's changing. You know, a lot of people don't right. have the time. They don't have time anymore sure. to, you know, spend 30 minutes or an hour, you know, in, in every right. case. Obviously, they're still out, out there, but, you know, the industry is competing for the same, you know, somebody told me once, another professional said that we're basically competing for the same 500 people uh, right. for golf lessons. And and I mean I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but the, the the concept that he was trying to say, and he and the reason why he mentioned this was because he had been to an event recently for his daughter. His daughter plays uh, uh, for LSU, and he was mentioning about an incident where he had gone to a, a tournament of hers, and uh, at the course the local pro of course had all the bells and whistles and everything set up, but he wasn't really uh-huh. you know doing anything. Um, he was just sort sure. of sitting there waiting for people to sign up. He wasn't actively going out, so. You know, my my friend actually sat with him for a little while and talked about some of the things that he did in order to to encourage people to to come to the facility, and and, right. and the point is that you you have to be willing to change. So, um, give us just a little snippet. What specifically is involved in in your your mobile golf? What what uh, can people expect from from that experience? So, what you can expect is number one, it's going to be a fun, fun, enjoyable uh, experience. Uh, that word is going around a lot in the industry right now, making the, the game fun, but you have to define what fun is. So right. fun for an executive woman, it might be very different than um, sure. a 10-year-old, obviously. Uh, but I think, you know, <clears throat> you know, a big thing is, is I can't tell you, and I'm sure Cindy can relate to this, how many times I would be um, ready for a lesson, the the, the gal would show up and say, I need to learn how to play golf. I need to play in my corporate golf outing. Well, when is it? Tomorrow. So, yep. you know, then it was like, okay, let's, let's, get you, let's get you prepped. And it's not so much that these women want to be professional golfers. The biggest thing is they don't want to be embarrassed in front of their colleagues, in front of their um, superiors. And so, you know, my feeling with the the executive women taking this to them, whether it be their boardroom, their conference room, their their clubhouse, I want to go in, show them how they can use golf as a business tool. Number one, have fun. Number two, show them how they can use it to their advantage uh, to grow their business. 
And um, number three, get them to get them right away on a golf course. So my idea is after, you know, a seminar with the corporate side is, you know, pretty much have a, a round of golf included in that and get them out there and show them what it's all about. And I believe once you get them on the course, get you know, then they're hooked. And just giving them the confidence, that's the big part of it. They want to, They just don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to look um, like they don't know what they're doing. So a lot of stuff you can do away from the golf ball. And then with kids, gosh, if you're just creative and you make it fun, then you can, you know, give them a, a good positive experience in their own neighborhood. You know, I foresee this taking this to the neighborhoods. You know, maybe it's a play date. Maybe it's a birthday party. Maybe it's um, just a group of moms that want to get their kids together for experience outside of, you know, the digital world. You know, so my kids are – it's our culture. They're wrapped up in their video games and their iPads and so forth. So I foresee – you know, taking this to right to them through a variety of materials, whether it be, I mean, birdie ball, quick golf, uh, my mini golf. There's so many things, plus a lot of things uh, that you can use and be creative just to make it fun. So, number one, it's got to be enjoyable for the client or the customer, excuse me. And then number two, that they definitely learn something and that it just gives them enough confidence or, uh, you know, some inspiration to go to that golf course. Whatever, whichever golf course in the neighborhood. So I look forward to partnering with wherever I am. You know, I'm going to be mobile, so wherever I am, I look forward to working with golf courses in my community and, and just showing them what I'm doing so I can get them to come to the golf course. That's the whole point. Yeah, that, that's that's a great idea. And, and you know, you know, Cindy, you do a lot of great things with your boot camps and that. I mean, you're you're traveling all the time doing these different things. So So really, in a sense you know, you're not just sort of plunking yourself at, at one facility. I mean, you do a lot of work, obviously, when you're up in Buffalo, but you're traveling a lot and really helping to spread the, the game that way. And, and that's really, in a sense, um, what Valerie's talking about is she's going out into her community and not just necessarily uh, focusing on a specific facility, but but trying to get people out there. And Sydney, that's essentially what you're doing, correct? Yeah, but I do have a home base. Um, sure. And, you know, so I think it's going to be interesting and I think there's going to be, I mean, how far are you going to travel? Are you going to buy a van and just drive around the country? <laughs> well, for right now, uh, I'm going to focus on my, my area, uh, South Florida here, Palm Beach County. Well, I think it's a great idea, and I wish you all the luck in the world because you're just you. a marvelous person. And, oh, and thanks. I, I played college golf and on the tour with Therese Hessian, and she <laughs> is a great friend. And uh, she's awesome. She's a great person. She is great. And she's made such a huge impact on my life. And, I mean, she still to this day, you know, calls me on my birthday. And look how many how many uh, athletes she's had. So, I mean, that's that's a special person. So, And to get a, a nice thank you card from the team for playing in their event, I mean, <laughs> I should thank them for, uh, you know, having these young kids hit their three was over my driver. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Valerie, what's uh, what's uh, what's your vision for the future? Um, where do you see yourself now, and and where do you see yourself going as as time moves on? So I'm super excited. I'm kind of just going with um, kind of with my heart and, and following this and believing in this. Uh, like I said, I couldn't have I couldn't have written this out. I could not have scripted this. This is definitely a, a gift from above and. And uh, I believe it comes down to this. I believe we're all uh, given special gifts and talents. 
And if you just believe um, in yourself and believe in you need to be where where you're most effective, I think anyone can be successful. For for me, I know that, you know, just being at that job, that outside sales job, and then running to my kids' class at the school and walking in there and knowing that I wasn't happy at that sales position and walking in and having all those little munchkins run up and, and hug me and say, we love golf, we're glad you're yep. here. I mean, there's nothing better than that. So I know that, that I'm definitely meant to be with kids, and then I definitely know that um, I, I think that that's a huge market out there with the, the executive women to get them going and, and just get them confident to, to playing the game. Get them away from just the registration table and get them out on the yep. uh, golf course in their events. So my vision is just to keep learning from the, so many talented people in the LPGA and and uh, I, I think it's it's a great organization to really, you know, bounce things off of people. Nicole Weller, Kate Tempesta have been nothing but helpful in, in yeah. uh, giving me their input. And, you know, I, I just envision a, a lot of fun. And hopefully my main goal is to attract a lot more people to the game in a non-traditional way. And, and, and I, I heard it on the Golf Channel on the morning drive the other day as they were talking about number 16 uh, out in TPC Scottsdale, you know, how – is this good for golf? And the consensus was, yeah, we got to attract people to the game, non-traditional golfers in a non-traditional way. I mean, look how much fun they were having. So yeah. that's my business. You know, take off and you know, expose as many people to the game in crazy, fun, different ways, and, and hopefully we can grow. So. Yeah, and like you said, you've got to be willing to step outside of the box and, and do something right. that's different. And, and that's um, – Valerie, very quickly, we're, uh, we're close to, to the end here um, – let the share it with the folks here that are tuning in this morning, uh, where they can go to, to learn more information about uh, your your uh, mobile golf and uh, how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So my website is more m o o r e mobile dot golf, and my website is uh, being revamped. It's totally being redone with all this new information. So. They can contact me directly for uh, information as far as customizing a program for their, themselves. And my number is 561-662-8195. Perfect. Well, Valerie, um, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We we appreciate you sharing that, and, and uh, the best of luck with the program. And, and keep you. us uh, keep us updated with it. And and uh, you know, keep me updated and, and Cindy as well um, on how things are going. And we would love to uh, to have you come back on again and spend a little bit more time. Well, thank you Absolutely. very much. It's been a pleasure being with both of you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Valerie. Good luck. And, thank uh, you. Good luck. Happy, right. happy golfing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> happy All right, golfing. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was our very special guest this morning, um, uh, and we're running out of time here. Uh, Valerie Moore, uh, LPJ and PJ Class A uh, member, uh, uh, professional, and she's uh, working on more mobile golf, and uh, sounds like a great uh, concept. Um, Cindy, very interesting to start off this morning, uh, part one of Own Your Game series, Define Your Game. Had a very great discussion with Alejandra, and next week, uh, what's uh, what's on the plate? Next week, we have the pregame. So we're going to discuss who are you, what's your behavior style, what motivates you to action, and how do you make judgments. Very good. 
Now, also, um, before we go, let me just uh, mention as well, um, the Own Your Game series program is available online. Um, where can they go to get uh, and, and become part of that or download that? How do they do that? Uh, they should send me an email. And I think you also shared the link, didn't you, on yes. the promotion? So you yes, can go I to did. Facebook or Twitter and look at the link. Uh, but you can also email me, cindy at cindymillergolf.com. Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. Perfect. Make sure that you do that. Um, we want to thank, of course, uh, everybody this morning for tuning in to um, the Women of Golf Show. We, uh, Cindy and I certainly enjoy every week uh, not only sharing some great information, but having some great guests on the show as well, like Alejandra and, uh, and Valerie. So thank you to both of them. And thank you, all of the listeners around the world, for faithfully tuning in. And you've been listening to the Women of Golf Show this morning, uh, Cindy Miller's Own Your Game series. Uh, part one, define your game, and next week will be the pregame uh, in part two of the series, uh, and we'll be sharing those each and every week. So make sure that you tune in uh, here on to blogtalkradio.com. And on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, we want to thank you for tuning into the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you next Tuesday right here on the Women of Golf Show. Thank you. All right, Cindy. Bye-bye. Bye.